Stummy West Coast Rob, man. And welcome to my podcast, You Who Bitch. The thoughts, views, and opinions you hear on this show are just that. My thoughts, my views, my opinions from not only myself, but from my guests. So if you don't like them, disagree with them, or whatever the case may be, well, there's a simple solution to all that, and that's just stop listening. However, if you care to partake in the conversation, conversation, sit back, turn it up, and enjoy the show. Yeah, that. Welcome back to another episode of the Yeah That Podcast, hosted by yours truly, West Coast Roberto, and it's been a while, and it feels so good to be back. How y'all doing out there? Hope all's well. Um, I've been gone for about two weeks. You know, I, I told you life is busy. Those who keep up with the podcast episodes understand that, you know, I preach life is busy. Everybody's life is busy in some way, shape, or form, and mine has been lately. Um, I just moved from one house to another, literally in the same neighborhood, just on the other side. So, took two weeks off of work and uh, two weeks off of this to take care of that. And those of you who have moved before know moving is a biatch. But, took care of business. You know, came back with another episode, episode 32, I believe. Let me double check and re-verify, because, you know, players fuck up. But, uh, episode, let me see, mine. Hope y'all out there missed me, though. Yeah, that. We are, yeah, episode 32, that's what I thought. Episode 32 of the Yeah That Podcast, and today we have a, a guest, and the guest is someone I've known for a little minute, Cosmic Candy, eclectic artist, sponsored Hula Hooper, motherfucking free spirit, um, bipolar disorder, diagnosed, advocate, etc etc so tune in as candy discusses what it's like being bipolar you know and um how she coped with having manic episodes what it's like dealing what she did to cope with the manic episodes um how she's you know trying to promote that culture of um bipolar isms if that's an actual word bipolarism and uh, showing those out there who are diagnosed that you can do stuff and be successful doing stuff with such diagnosis. Uh, we also go over art because she's a very, very talented artist. We go over hula hooping, um, veganism, the whole the whole shebang. So tune in episode 32 of the Yeah That Podcast with my special guest host or my special guest, excuse me. Cosmic Candy. You can follow her on Instagram at Cosmic Candy, and you can check out her art at uh, on Instagram as well. It's at Cosmic Gallery. Let me re-verify that one as well. It is Candy's underscore Art Gallery, and that's Candy with a K. So tune in to this episode, episode thirty-two of the Yeah That Podcast, hosted by the big homie Roberto with today's guest cosmic candy and as always i will catch you on the back end yeah welcome back to another episode of the yeah podcast hosted by yours truly west coast rob and today's guest is someone i've known for a minute and have been watching her just blossom into the eccentric eclectic person she is now and i'm very proud to see her grow and just you know, expand those wings and do do her. So uh, without further ado, I will allow her to introduce herself. If you may, please, Candy, introduce yourself to the listeners and the viewers. Hi, my name is Cosmic Candy, or you can just call me Candy. Um, yeah, hello. I'm so, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on here. Um, of course. Thank you. <laughs> 
she's being modest, y'all, and, and shy right now, but she's outgoing. She's an artist. <laughs> when we'll get we'll get into all that stuff. But for right now, just let everybody know where you're from and how old you are if you want to reveal your age or whatnot. Okay, yeah, it's no worries. They um well first I'm from San Diego, California. Not from the touristy part. I'm from like East County, yeah. El Cajon, California. Okay, okay. So come from <laughs> humble beginnings. Um came from like a family of like six. You know, I was the middle child, so I feel like that always kind of made me a little, you know, out there. Yeah. I'm 28. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been blessed to basically how I see it now is like I'm pursuing my dreams now. I did the Navy first, um, which allowed me to go to school, allows me to go to school now and um, pursue my dreams as an artist. I'm actually in the process of applying to art school right now. Okay. Nice. Yeah. A shout yeah. out to uh, shout out to you for your service. You Thank know, you. Old veteran here. Thank you. <laughs> how long did you serve for? Six years. <laughs> okay. Okay. So how was that? How was that six years in? Um, I'm really thankful for my experience. It allowed me to grow up pretty fast. I joined right out of high school, and um, yeah, it definitely helped me like move move out of my house, grow up learn how to take care of myself and taught me to be very disciplined and kind of like set yeah. goals, go after them. Um, so as soon as I got out, I was like, I need to go to school. I know I want to do arts, so I need to pursue that. Um, so I feel like it was overall a positive experience in my growing up developmental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. That's good. I, I feel the same way. Where do you uh, currently live? I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, I stayed here after I got out. So we'll move to Seattle. Um, and I've been going to school up here, studying art and business. Um, it's kind of an interesting combination, but I feel like you kind of got to know business to do good in art. So I'm trying to learn yeah. that right now. For sure. For sure. What school do you go to? I go to Seattle Central uh, College. Okay. Okay. And that's like the ideal place to be in regards to art and the art scene and all that stuff in Seattle, the Pac Northwest. I'm, I love it up there and I just can't wait to get up there. So like being up there, have you met and like networked with a lot of artists and have gotten into the artist scene? Yes, I actually, as soon as I got out of the military is when I started really like networking and kind of refinding my artistic self and purpose you know um yeah. i started meeting a bunch of other artists creatives photographers models actors you name it musicians you know and people yeah. that were just pursuing their actual dreams and started to build friendship groups amongst these people and through it i did some modeling i did some photography um wasn't a few music videos uh so it kind of got in the mix of it all um and through it all, I've kind of refound my way back to like my painting. And hula hooping was actually something that kind of happened midst refining myself after the military. It was, this is kind of funny. I kind of got into it. I talk a lot more about like bipolar disorder now because it's something that I've yeah. been diagnosed with. Um, hula hooping was yeah. something that I actually started on like, a manic episode I kind of I was in the gym a lot during this time right after the Navy I was working as a personal mm -hmm. trainer I was teaching classes and like training people one-on-one -on -one. and uh, one thing with like bipolar disorder is when you're in a manic phase you get like surges of like high energy and lots of energy and like it's almost like you can't get it out so I yeah. found hula hooping um, I found a hoop in my gym and I just started hooping with it and I would spend hours like, like every day I would practice one to two hours a day. And like, it was really helping me like cope with a lot of that energy, you know, that you nice. get. Yeah. So I kind of started it like that and I didn't know like it would end up with me having a sponsor and stuff like that and me just making hoop content. And, yeah. um, so it was kind of like part of my little healing journey with, all of that and that's kind of what it's been for me and it's been 
fun to share that with people. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to I was going to get into the bipolar um disorder diagnosis and the hula hooping. I if I remember correctly, I I think you started hula hooping or you were hula hooping while you were in the Navy because I I swear you would be in like the in the hangar doing it sometimes. I No, might, that was wasn't I, me. That wasn't me. No. It was someone else. No, okay. I thought I thought it was you, but okay, it was somebody else. No. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, how'd you? What introduced you into the into the hula hooping thing? Like just the the one you found at the gym is like, oh, let me just pick this up and and go at it. Yeah. So I I actually um, saw one at the gym and I followed a girl on Instagram mm-hmm. who actually hula hooped and I I just when I watched her there was something in me that resonated with with watching her just in her flow in her space yeah. in her energy and just being comfortable with that I was like wow I wish I could do that yeah like I remember looking at her and saying I wish I could do that just like be so comfortable and free with myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um I just started doing it at the gym kind of hiding in the little dance studio away like mm. when nobody was around and I was just like I'm just gonna play with it and see kind of how I feel and find my flow and um but got bold enough to start posting and I was like I just want to share my journey and you know um maybe this inspires other people to like get up and dance you yeah. know um yeah yeah I remember when <laughs> you first started posting your your hula hoop stuff because I thought I've, you know, I've been following you ever since you got out or whatever but uh mm. the first couple ones you posted i i saw them was like that's pretty crazy that's pretty like gnarly what you're doing right there that's, that's pretty tight it's different like you don't see that but then how you're doing it is just like very artistic and just you flow and you make it look so simple but the fact that uh you do it to help manage the bipolarism which is very interesting so uh I mean, you're very talented when it comes to the hula hoop. Have you been posting lately? I don't think you've been posting many hula hoop stuff lately. No. So it's something interesting I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, I was actually going to talk about that. I'm like, I haven't posted any videos lately. I posted on my stories yeah. bits of me practicing. But once again, I think um, with the bipolar, I feel like there's there's times in my like waves of if I'm like higher or down where I'm like, I'll post more if I'm like more manic. Usually mm-hmm. I'll post more and I get these like surges of like creativity and um, more productivity and just like sometimes it's not all good. Sometimes all <laughs> the stuff I'll put out is not all good. And sometimes I'm like, why did I post that? <laughs> um, but, you know, you take chances. And lately I feel like on it when it comes down to it, and I've been thinking, I'm like, I think I've been judging myself too much. Yeah. I think I've started to like, like removed myself from the fun of it like which was originally what I had started it as like a fun free yourself and just be in the moment and lately I felt like I had been so strict on myself because of the sponsorship because of the what I felt like people wanted to see versus Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do and so I got caught in all that and I'm like so lately one of my goals has been like no I need to just start posting content that like I'm happy with and that, you know, goes back to the roots of just being free in that moment and just flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's good. Because a lot of people, a lot of content creators do get more. caught up in that. Oh, and no, yeah. And I've seen that, which is, we'll get, we'll get right into that, which have you always had that artistic like skill set, or is it just something you just kind of picked up all of a sudden? So, um, yeah, uh, so I'm, like, all around, like, very creative. I've been an artist since I've been, like, a little girl. I used to – I used to – my mom used to take me to the library, and I used to look at the books that, like, referenced a lot of the great artists, Frida Kahlo, um, Vincent Van Gogh, a few of my favorite. But um, I used to just reference a lot of their work and just yeah. – try to draw myself I would look at anatomy books and study how to draw the human body Mm -hmm. and different parts of the human anatomy um so since I was a little kid I was always kind of like an observer and even now when I paint I like to paint a lot of people because I think I like to study people and like the mind a lot too okay so from the age seven is when you really started (laughs) 
kind of, all right, this is what I'm interested in. Let me look at these. Oh, I like Frida Kahlo. I like Van Gogh. And then it just progressed from there. Well, it was basically like when I, okay, this is so funny. So it's kind of like a tie with everything. (laughs) When I was like five years old, I had a moment where I told, this is, I had a bipolar Kanye moment where I told (laughs) my aunt that I wanted to be the president of the United States. Okay. Five years old. Okay, that's what's up. That's all right. (laughs) And she basically like brought me back down to earth and was like, Candy, you're Mexican and you're a woman and like this is not gonna happen. <laughs> and so I realigned my thoughts to like, you know what, I wanna be an artist. <laughs> yeah. Well it can happen. Nowadays it can happen, yeah. but back then it was kinda exactly. like, you know, smaller, the box was small. Right. So yeah. That's what's up though. That's what's up. When were you exactly. um when were you diagnosed with your bipolar disorder? It was actually two years ago. So it was like not too long after I got out Mm -hmm. of the Navy. Um, I was kind of, I was in a manic episode basically where it gotten to the point where I wasn't sleeping for like, I was like three days straight. I would just go and I would either be painting or like just doing things that I felt like were creative and I felt like I had to get out or like. Um, it was just very manic, like at the same, at the time, it seems like you're being very productive and getting so much done, but it's turns very unorganized. And then when you're not sleeping, you're hearing voices and then you start to hallucinate. And then, you know, that's when I feel like you can end up looking like that stereotypical crazy person, you know? Um, uh, but yeah, I think the first year when I was diagnosed, I was very much in denial. Um, and I used hula hooping a lot to cope. Yeah, I was like, no, no, it's not real. I'm just going to go hoop. I'm just going to go hoop. I'm just going to yeah. go like do me basically. And um, I avoided any kind of treatment. I wouldn't talk to therapists. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my meds. And then basically how to get to a point where I started to like, lose friends and like my family I they had they knew my sister knew I was diagnosed so it's like she was urging me like you should try to you know actually get help and you know um go to your therapy take your meds and just better yourself uh better yourself and so when I actually started to take these steps to better myself my life started to like get better (laughs) hello (laughs) you know so it's been, and now I'm kind of like a lot of my platforms too. And like my TikTok, I do a lot of like little TikToks on bipolar disorder, yeah. um, my Instagram too. And I've started to do a lot of like hashtag bipolar hooper, hashtag yeah. bipolar artist noticed, yeah. to try to bring more community and connect with other people. Because part of my healing journey was also connecting with others and seeing other, not just bipolar people, but bipolar creatives thrive. Yeah. And like see them just doing amazing, you know. Yeah, and that's good. Like I've noticed lately in your content, you have been um, promoting your your disorder, and that I I find that very uh, very commending because people will get a diagnosis some or something like that, and and they'll feel like okay, well I'm, I'm bipolar, I'm, that's it. I'm, I still can't do this, whatever, whatever. But the fact that you're like, no, we can. Just because you have this disorder doesn't hinder you from doing what you want to do, from being a content creator, from being an artist, from being whatever. So I commend you for doing that. I, I really uh, appreciate you doing that. And I've noticed that lately in your posts. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just trying to raise awareness and also kind of like make people see that like, hey, you know, like we look just like you guys. Like yeah. we're not any, but you know what I mean? It's, of course. We're all around you. So yeah. Just trying to raise awareness to that too. So what advice would you give to someone who is who may have it but don't want doesn't want to get diagnosed or has just got diagnosed with it and doesn't know how to cope with the diagnosis? I would definitely say um, re read and research as much as you can. Um, I know it can be overwhelming, but just know that there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of treatment options available, whether you're pro meds or against meds. um, There's a lot of hope because it's very treatable. Um, 
So yeah, I would say just don't lose hope and keep learning about yourself, learning self-awareness, learning what your patterns are, learning kind of what sets you off and how to, you know, find different strategies, breathing yoga (laughs) to cope, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah, for like, so your coping mechanism was your hula hooping. So, mm-hmm. for those out there, find something <laughs> to that'll help you cope. What was the turning point for you to finally take that step and be like, and and go down that right that right path? Well, like I said, <laughs> some of the stuff when I still talk about it, it's I just laugh because it's like when I look back, I'm like, oh my god, I was really just. Um, I think what was for me, what was going on is I was noticing I was pushing away a lot of friends and loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get into the specifics, of but course. I basically, I, I feel like I was self-destructing a lot. I was doing a lot of behaviors that weren't getting me anywhere and I was self-destructing a lot. And, um, when I had friends or, uh, my boyfriend at the time kind of be, brave enough to say something to me like, Hey, like, you know, this isn't, you know, you're not going anywhere right now. You're, you know, you're self-destructing, you're self-sabotaging, you know, you need to take a look at why these behaviors are happening. And like, um, I had, I had a few other friends after the Navy who had gotten help, um, for some of the issues they were having. And so I was, they were like, Oh, maybe you should seek some help. You know, if, you know, you're noticing some areas in your life are, um, I think a lot of it was after like, uh, I split from my marriage, I started to refine myself. But in that process too, I, it was easy to get lost in things that, you know, you were like, it's easy to get distracted and everything else, you know? Of course. Um, so yeah, I think I, I started to kind of go down some, some negative paths and then, like wasn't sleeping a lot. I wasn't prioritizing prioritizing sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself the way I should have been. Mm-hmm. And those were the signs to me that I was like not feeling after you don't take care of yourself for so long, you don't feel good, you know? Yeah. Um so I was like I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating good, I wasn't hitting the gym like I wanted to. Um so I noticed at that point I was like, "Whoa, my brain, everything doesn't feel good." Um, yeah, I was very much at a low. I was at a low. I'd been at a high for like about a year and then I hit a low and it was very dark and depressing. And I was like, yeah, I definitely need to reach out for some help. And I'm very happy I did. Good. Good. Cause you know, a lot of people will hit that low and not seek the help and will just kind of remain there until like a result happens or something else happens that's detrimental to them. So Good for you. Good for you. We've all been there. And that's like one of the hardest steps. Like I've been to therapy. Yeah. I've I've had therapists for issues. We all have issues, but taking that step to take care of yourself, that's like probably one of the hardest steps to do. So good for you. Right. Good for you. So <laughs> Yep. And I it's still something I promote and do still as I go to therapy. I'm like, it's it's so beneficial to growth and just becoming a better person, I feel oh, yeah. overall. Most definitely. On past episodes, I've I've said it like it doesn't make you weak. It just it, you're taking steps to make yourself better and take care of yourself. So if you need to go to therapist, go to therapist, get some help, seek mentors, etc. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So on a lighter note, so the hula hooping thing. So you were hula hooping, you were killing it, and you got a sponsor. I I noticed that yeah. too. Like I remember you posting something about a hula hoop sponsor, and I was like, a hula hoop sponsor? That's crazy. Talk more about. The, yeah. the sponsor, the Hula Hoop sponsor. So yeah, the Spencers is a company that I've I started working with over COVID, um, and they were actually uh, the first company that I, like I said, I was following other hoopers and kind of seeing what other hoopers were doing with hooping to yeah. make money. Yeah. So I was like, hey, this is something I'm doing daily on the daily, like. I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. So Spinsters was the first brand I actually like really liked because I had bought some other hoops already. And um, 
I like their company. I like their hoops. And so I reached out to them and was like, hey, guys, I love your company. I'm a hooper. I would love to be sponsored by you guys. I'm Here's what I can do. Here's how much videos I can make a week for you guys. And so uh, pretty soon after that, they were like, yeah, we love what you're doing. And um, they sponsored me. And they were like, yeah, we'll you know, uh, send you some hoops, some merch and, you know, essentially send you money for videos. Um, and yeah. And so it was pretty cool. Um, my experience with that was pretty good. Can't complain. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you went into detail of like how you got the sponsorship because in regards to like, especially like in fitness people, everyone wants to get sponsored by something or somebody. But the fact that um, you broke it down, I like that. So you went to them and you you provided like, yo, what you can provide to them. Yeah. That's good. I think a lot of people are, they think that stuff just happens for you when it's like, no, a lot of times you have to go and like reach out to people that yeah. you want to work with or, you know, it's not just going to happen. Like you, if you have an interest, it's like, it's better to try, even if you fail, like it's better to try and reach out and see if that's an opportunity than to just wonder right <laughs> right exactly and i've had a, a buddy he opened up or he started a supplement brand and that's one thing he covered in regards to sponsorships like don't just be like oh hey can you sponsor me or whatever whatever you have to provide something it's a give and take in regards to sponsorships right yeah so for the hula right. hoop so for hula hooping go like more in depth like I know me personally, it's like, okay, I don't know much about hula hooping, but for the listeners, they probably don't either. So it's not just like, oh, let me go grab a hula hoop from from Walmart and then just start doing it. Like, are there different types of hula hoops, like weight, like styles? Yes. Can you break yes. that down? Yes. So, um, so I, like, I really just want to grab my hoop. Grab it. You. Grab it. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Give me yeah, one okay. second. No worries. <laughs> So I do have different sized hoops. Okay. Um, this one, the yellow one, and the blue one are my smaller ones. They're smaller diameter. Mm-hmm. So these are better for like tricks. The bigger hoops, which I love the bigger hoops. They're more for like waist flowing and dancing. Okay. And this one's kind of in between, but this one's just like... I like the tape on it because it's reflective. Yeah. This one's this one's one of my favorites too. But yeah, there's different sizes to them. Um like I said, the smaller ones with the smaller uh tubing yeah. are better. They're really light, so you can um really do a lot of tricks, isolation tricks okay. with them. But it's all preference, whatever you want to do, more body flow or tricks. I kind of, I lean more towards body flow. I kind of yeah. like to dance and move with it. Um, but I do see some, I've seen some people on Instagram. They just, they go off. They <laughs> they do all the tricks, all the isolation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some of those, uh, some of those people you follow because I'm impressed by the stuff you do. So if you're impressed by other people's oh, other things, you. then that's, oh, yeah. I got I to gotta check it out. I got to check it out for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you some links to some people. I follow. <laughs> All right. I know. And ever since I've known you, I, you've been, you were a vegan and still, yes. still vegan. And you always post, yes. you have always posted some delicious some bomb looking stuff and i've ever since i've known you i've i've been like yo i need some recipes because the stuff you you promote and put out looks so delicious so in regards to being a vegan let's let's discuss that a little bit yeah okay so i've been vegan now for like 10 years i believe okay that's kind of crazy um so i'm here to tell you that you won't die from a protein deficiency (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. Definitely. The first few years for me was trying to figure out recipes that I liked and trying to convert my Mexican recipes growing up that I liked into veganized versions. Because one of the things I feel like a lot of people struggle with, with trying to convert to veganism is their culture, you know, it's like, oh no, it's their culture and their family and the foods that we all eat with family. And so the 
first thing for me was like kind of learning to convert foods to make it easier. Um, but it's been great. Like, honestly, I don't even think about it anymore. Everything, at least in Seattle, it's so um, normalized yeah. that almost any restaurant has vegan options. And it's it's so easy how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, like, what made you convert to veganism at first in the beginning? Hmm. So I was already vegetarian when I was in high school. I was vegetarian when I was like 16. Mm -hmm. And um, I hadn't even heard of vegan until I went to the Navy. And I met some people and watched a documentary with some people in the Navy about veganism. Mm -hmm. And I was horrified. I was just like, wow, this is happening and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and... It was so funny because, yeah, I guess it just, it really affected me. And I was like, wow, like I need to be better. I need to do better. And ever since that day that I watched that documentary was called Veducated. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you should. It's a, it's a really good one. They follow around like four different people who basically take up the challenge to going vegan for a few weeks. And yeah. it follows their journey. It sees how it affects them. But yeah, basically the documentary turned me. <laughs> okay, I can I can see that. When we were on that deployment we did in 2016, I went vegan for uh not not the first couple of months, but like from the third month on until we got back. And I I remember you were you were uh I think you were still like cranking or whatever. And I used to ask yeah. you, I used to ask you about stuff. But yeah, I was going I was going vegan, and the guys were giving me hell about it. But it was easy though. It was easy. So yeah, it's pretty simple yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, just eating. eating it can clean. be pretty fast too. Yeah. How <laughs> like how your was... meals making your meals? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying it could be pretty fast too. Like making meals, it can be fast. Yeah, I mean, you make it just the meals you post. Like, I'm gonna when I when I finish editing this, I'm gonna take one of your clips of your meals and I'm gonna put it probably like right here. And uh, on the thing, yeah, and uh, show them because they look so good and delicious. It's like that's a vegan meal. That's crazy. But you said you were <laughs> you were vegetarian at sixteen. How was that being vegetarian growing up in San Diego, Mexican, not having like the tamales and the chorizo and, and stuff like that? I bet that was kind of tough, huh? Yeah, but I've always been kind of like strong-willed and like stubborn a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty stubborn when I set my mind to something. I'm like, no, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> my family did kind of make fun of me a lot for it in the beginning, and they didn't really understand it. But then after a while, my mom, she took interest in it and was like, oh, okay, this is healthier. Okay. And she actually started like being more curious of it. And like now whenever we talk, she'll tell me about oh i had this vegan food or i had this and yeah. it was all vegetables and yeah okay i had a i had a buddy on he who's a pro a pro bodybuilder shout out to zach i'm i actually i think i mentioned you to him on that episode because he's vegan he's a pro bodybuilder wow. but uh for you i know you were big into working out you were a personal trainer like you said yeah for me like i want to be like a vegan but then it's like i don't know the 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 part of like the protein intake in regards to all that cutting carbs, but then vegan is like predominantly carbs. Like, how is that? Like, how do you juggle all that? Well, I think with that stuff, it comes with like, cause I study nutrition a lot for like a, some, some in college, but even before that, like while I was in the Navy, yeah. I think when we would talk, like I, I was always studying nutrition and like yeah. fitness um, so over the years, I've really learned kind of to stick to certain meals that I know are like, okay, these meals are really high in protein because I've broken down the macros of it before, mm -hmm. you know, I used to do that. I used to break down macros yeah. and religiously count macros and calories. Um, so I think doing that for a number of years got me so used to like being able to eyeball things, um, that now I'm like, okay, I need a protein source. Okay. I need a carb. Okay. I need a fat. And then. Yeah put things together <laughs> okay what's a like a what's a primary protein source a vegan uh, protein source tofu tofu okay and then yes, uh because it's low carb it's low carb high protein and it's pretty low calorie too okay and i, I zach mentioned something about uh 
Tempe. But then Tempe, yeah. yes. But then if you have like right. a, a certain deficiency, you can't eat much of it or something like that. I gotta refer back to that episode. I forgot what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he said tempeh and he would say tofu. And then um for he would eat a lot of like lentils and and stuff like that for his carbs. Cause I would ask him, I was like, how are you mm-hmm. cutting and like cutting carbs and because he said he was eating a lot of food. Like he was just down in food. But he's he also said that it's also, you know, calorical uh, caloric deficit, and that's just ultimately yeah. it. Yes, that's what I found to be true is whenever I've done any kind of like weight shifting, I found that it's all calories in, calories out. Okay. Um, from my experience too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I, every time I talk about veganism or something, I always think about you. I was like, man, I, I know somebody who's just bomb with that. So when it comes yeah. to when it comes to vegan, are you like, is it just your food or is it like your lifestyle, like soaps and shampoos and clothes etc honestly it is a lot of my lifestyle too like i will i will definitely like the products down to the makeup i buy vegan makeup good okay so yeah i definitely try to make it a lifestyle and support vegan companies as much as possible (laughs) that's good yeah Yeah. you know a lot of people are just like oh i'm vegan but then it's like meanwhile i'm using this eyeliner that is not vegan you know. Yeah, no, my makeup's vegan. My fake leather, my like any of that stuff, vegan. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So let's talk more yeah. about your art. What kind of like, what style of art? What? How would you break down your the type of art you do? I would say my art is more surreal than anything. Um, uh, if you want, I can share with you some of the pieces. Of course. Yeah, I have some here that I've painted over the last month. I painted like five. Um, so here's one of them. Oh wow! Wow. This one. This one's called "Time for Meds." Oh wow, that is badass right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Damn. Okay. Well, I did that one. Um, so I do. I take a lot from kind of my my thoughts and then I just kind of put him down in like a dream like or like I'm really inspired by like dreamy aesthetics what's that one and called like this one is universal love oh nice so it's like a heart in space I see that yeah I'm sorry you were saying you you take your aesthetics so yeah, I um I take a lot from like kind of from a lot of like personal experience or like whatever it is I'm going through if I'm trying to um if I feel like I'm I need to get something out. Yeah. Usually, I'll paint it. I'm like I need to get this out and I'll just paint it. Um I'm inspired a lot by Frida Kahlo. Are you familiar with her? Of course. I've seen a couple of pieces that you yeah, painted. Yeah, I painted. Yeah, I seen. Yeah, it. I painted her too <laughs> recently. So I'm inspired a lot by her, and a lot of the, what she did was paint a lot of her story, and I really like that about her. And it's something that I kind of do in my art as well. Um, I really liked Andy Warhol. I feel like he was kind of just a little character out there, and <laughs> I liked him. Salvador Salvador Dali. Do you know him? I, I do not. He is a really good surrealist uh, painter. I'm really inspired by him too. Okay. He does like a lot of dreamy, dreamscape style kind of like landscapes. Yeah. So I'm very inspired by dreamy kind of surreal landscapes like okay. out of this world, cosmic. Yeah. Hence the name. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> That's dope. How long? So like the, what was it, the medicine one called? The take your meds? What was that called? Yeah. Time for meds. Time for meds. How long did that one take you to complete? Honestly, it was like, mm, that one wasn't that long. It was only took maybe like six hours. Is that an average of your pieces? Like around that time frame? No, but these, these last few that I painted, I kind of set it a goal of mine to try to get them done within a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am preparing for this 
portfolio for the college I'm submitting to. So I want to be able to work at a good pace, still produce, but work at a pace that um, I'm not spending so much time on a painting um, because I am trying to put together the portfolio. So do you sell your your pieces? I do. I do. All art's for sale. I do commissions too. So I've gotten a few commissions over the last few years. Yeah. Okay. I've done art shows too, so And you sell locally or do you ship? Um I have shipped art. Yes, I do ship. Okay, cuz uh I ship. we'll talk offline then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll talk offline for sure. That's what's up though. So what's the what's the longest and what's your favorite piece that you've done thus far? Hmm, thus far. Hmm. It probably does have to be the time for meds one. <laughs> that one is that one why. is fire. I like that one. Right. So we're gonna talk about that one offline. That's the one I was. Okay, gonna I'm gonna about. get a frame for it and everything too. So. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. That's what's up. So what's the longest that has a uh, as a, a piece of art taken you to complete? Yeah. Um, hmm. Probably there was a painting last year that I sold um, and that one took me, I would say, like a good three to four months. Oh, wow. Um, it ended up coming out pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, I shipped that one too and it was pretty heavy. Uh, it just had layers and layers and it had relief so thick in that one that yeah. I just, I don't know. I felt like that one needed so much layers to be painted. Um, and it was just a picture of like a woman coming out of a shell. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what's up. So what yeah. advice would you have for young aspiring artists who are wanting to pursue art, but not really sure or, you know, not really, because you know, the perception of artists like, oh, you want to be artists? Like, ah, there's no money behind it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. You know? So I was like, what advice would you have for artists? Honestly, I would say pursue education. Number one, always pursue education. In, because at the end of the day, it's not, it's, if anything, it's going to make you better. Right. You know? Um, pursue education and look for grants. Because okay. there are artist grants all over. So if you're, if you think there's no money in arts, do your research, hmm. look online, pursue education, um, scholarships, things like that. There, People are giving out money. You just kind of have to look for it. Right. Good. That's good to yeah. know because my, my youngest, she's an artist. Like she makes, oh. she paints, she has a little canvas. She paints some crazy stuff. I'm I'm in my basement right now. I've, I'm going to put it up once I get situated, but she's right. she's a young artist and a gymnast, so that's good to know. I just wanted to know from like a an experienced artist. Yeah, I would say definitely pursue education, look for grants and scholarships. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. So what are what are your aspirations or your future goals, Cosmic Candy? So something that I am kind of like planning out right now. Um, this is more like long term goal. Um, is I am doing like my business plan for my art gallery that I eventually want to have. Okay. Um, so that's more down the line. I want to have like an art gallery slash gift shop. Okay. Um, so I'll sell like merch, cosmic candy merch, and then I'll have my own gallery. And the gallery is not only going to feature my work, the gallery is also going to feature emerging artists' work. So if nice. there's artists in the community who are like up and coming, yeah. we'll do featured art shows for those artists. Um, we'll do like friendly art show competitions. I want to even go as far as doing um, art lessons there, teaching art lessons. Nice, nice. So, yeah. Are you do you want to do it right there in Seattle, or do you want to where do you want to do it? I'm thinking Seattle's a good place for it. Oh, yeah. I really kind I of scattered out the community and it's very much an artsy, artistic community that I feel would be a good place for a physical location. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because there's an art, there's a, right there in Pike's Place Market, 
there's a art gallery and I bought a, a bunch of art from an artist. Dang, where's my art at? I got boxes down here, but uh, <laughs> dang, what's the dude's name? I can't think of the artist's name, but one of my favorite pieces that he's done is a, it's a birdhouse and there's a bunch of like octopus tentacles coming out of it with a bird sitting on the tip. I forgot the artist's name, but a lot of his art is sold right there at the Pike's Place downstairs, like from the, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but the floor, so. the floor under where they sell the flowers, right there. Okay. Yeah, a lot of his art is in there. Wow. Once I remember, I'll I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, but I know the the yeah. art scene is big there, so that'd be yeah an ideal spot. Mm-hmm. Ideal, ideal. But uh, what shout out? Any shout outs you want to give to uh to anybody out there? Kenny? <laughs> anybody out there? Shout outs. Shout out to my family. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I do it all for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but well, really, though. Well, I'm proud of you and uh, and everything you're doing. I've been following you ever since you've gotten out. And even when you were in, I was following you. And I'm just happy to see where you have come and how far you've come and how you've overcome the hurdles you've dealt with as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me here. It's honestly... It's really cool. So yeah, I mean, you got to come back on once you once you start getting into school or whatever, whatever you want to get back on. Just yeah. Let me know, or I'll reach out to you. Be like, yo, okay. let's get back on here. Okay. So. Talk about some new stuff going That's on. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, Cosmic Candy, thank you for your time. It was a pleasure, and uh, you know, I'm just know I'm in your corner. Like I, I'm a fan of yours. I, I follow everything you do. So just. Just know I'm, I'm proud of you for what you've done. And uh, I wish you nothing but success. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, what, with that, we're signing out. I want her to cry on the camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Candy. Okay, thank you. All right. And there you have it, folks. That was episode 32 of the Yadat podcast hosted by yours truly, West Coast Roberto, with my special guest, Cosmic Candy. As y'all heard, Candy is an artist, a free spirit, um, has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but doesn't let that hinder her in working towards and achieving goals. So, those of you out there listening who have been diagnosed or may think they are dealing with or may be bipolar, go get checked out. You heard the advice she gave. You know, sometimes the, the hardest part of coping or dealing with an issue is actually accepting the issue and then finding help for it. So you heard her. Um, she went through that same struggle and, you know, Luckily for her, she had a good support system around her that, you know, just kind of really pushed her and made her, brought the awareness to her. So for those of you out there dealing with such types of issues, make sure, you know, you kind of really sit and assess and, you know, be observant of your surroundings and, you know, root causes of what may be bringing negativity or causing negativity to your your circle or your life, you know, etc. But uh, you know, very enlightening. Um, she used she went over hula hooping and really broke it down for that that genre. I know a lot of you out there aren't really familiar with hula hooping. I know I'm I'm included into that group. Um, you know, on deployments, I've seen <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen um, individuals hula hoop, and I just you know I thought it was cool. Like all right, well she's just hula hooping. That's what's up. But it's an actual thing. You know, it's an actual art form, which is dope. And you know, there's there's a there's a culture for it. There's a genre for it. So that's cool. Which is, I'm gonna look more into that because I I find it interesting. And um, Candy also goes over her artwork and her her favorite types of art, the type of art she does, her inspirations behind the art. So if you're eager to see what the art looked like, for those of you listening to this, check it out on YouTube. Go on YouTube and type West Coast Rob. Click on my page and every episode is uploaded right there. So you can see the artist, see what we look like, put faces to voices, you know, faces to names, and then see 
the stuff we're we're going over. So make sure you go you go on there. You go on when you go on there, you watch the episode. Hit that like button. You know what I mean? Hit that like button. Drop some comments. Subscribe. Do all that. Help support your home. You enjoy this podcast. I'm sure you will enjoy the the visual aspect of the show as well because you know it's it's edited and it's it's put together as a video on youtube so it's it's very entertaining if you ask me it's very entertaining i've had a lot of people and i've gotten a lot of feedback from those who have watched the videos on youtube and i've gotten a lot of positive feedback so help your homie get that exposure share the shit you know i mean if you like it share the page share the post share the episode on your page and let it spread you know what i mean but want to give a big shout out and thank you to cosmic candy for taking the time to appear on the show it was a good time very chill you've always been you've always been cool you've always been um you always had that good vibe and that those good vibes come off of you so shout out to candy um once again i noticed on the episode that we did not i did not give her a chance to um promote herself in regards to where you can find her so on instagram go to cosmic candy with a k cosmic with a k candy with a k at cosmic candy on instagram if you want to see some of her art or purchase some of her art you can see her art on instagram as well at candies with a k underscore art gallery on instagram get on there i mean hit her up tell her yo i saw you on the on the homie west coast robs podcast the yeah that podcast whatever whatever whoop, whoop this is this yada 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 bam you in there so she makes custom art well she doesn't make custom art excuse me she makes art and she sells her art so if you like a piece of hers hit her up i mean work something out so i'm saying she sends it she'll ship it all that but thank you to you for listening once again i truly appreciate you you already know that And if you don't know, I truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to listen and stay tuned to the next episode. Until then, it's the homie West Coast Rob signing out. Yeah, that.